Hey fellas, this is Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. What's going on, guys? What's up? Rob Carbone coming at you with episode 29 of BD4. Here it's uh, <laughs> well, it's 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 12:30 past midnight here, um, on September 20th. Now, uh, I was busy tonight or last night. Um, yeah, I was busy all day. I had. First, I, ha- I had to go to class in the morning. I had school. Um, but then I couldn't catch the game tonight because I was at a wedding rehearsal. So I was busy. I couldn't really catch the game um, at all. Actually, I had to go home. I just got home actually about an hour ago. And I wrote the recap after watching some highlights of the game and reading up on the box score, the summary, and all of that. So, yeah, one of the few games you're going to see me miss this season. But. I mean, the season's almost over, but I, I mean, I'm pretty, you guys have stuck with me all year. I appreciate that too. I've, you know, I've barely missed the game. You could probably count on, on, you know, one hand, how many games I've missed. It hasn't been more than five. I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, it's one of the few games I'll miss. And there's a good chance I miss tomorrow's as well, because I have to go to a wedding tomorrow, the actual wedding. So, um, yeah, weddings, huh? <laughs> But no, I'll be back. I'll be back soon. But I figured I, I'd release this episode. I don't want to miss the podcast episode for sure. I'll miss a recap here and there. But I definitely want to get this podcast in. So tonight's episode is obviously you're still listening to it because I'm giving you the time here to talk about what happened this series. The Yanks clinched. They did it. They Finally clinched a division. They finally won a division for the first time, I think, since 2012. I'm talking off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that was the last time they won a division. Regardless, it's been a while, but they finally did it. They're on top of baseball again, or on top of the American League East again, I should say. Finally with the division title. But um, that's not all, of course. They got their 100th win tonight. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. It's September 20th. I mean, they got about eight something, eight or nine games to go and they got 100 wins already. So, you know, they finish out the year strong here. They can, there's a chance they can get 105. Um, damn, this team had a hell of a year and they're having a hell of a year and you can only hope it continues because obviously winning the division and winning a hundred games is not the, the end all goal here, you know? It's from here on out, the Yankees must focus on home field for one. And then obviously they want a successful postseason. Otherwise, none of this shit matters in the very end. But yeah, we're definitely got to, we definitely have to be pushing for home field here sometime, uh, sometime up now. Actually, I was going to say sometime within the next eight days, but no, every game from here on out, it has to be, you know, balls out. And I'm not sure Aaron Moon's going to do that because, you know, he has the division now and, like I said a couple episodes again, the way they do things, the Yankees today, it it's it seems like they value rest over anything. So once now that they've clinched the division, 
I personally, I don't expect them to go balls out. And I don't agree with it. I'm never going to agree with that. But I'm just saying, I think that's what they are going to do. I think that's ridiculous. And, you know, we, we, we ranted on this already. There's no point of getting into it again. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot more punt lineups <laughs> um, this this last week of the season here. It is what it is, but hey, tonight we're celebrating with the clinch, man. The Yanks took a a nine to one victory, but the season series, uh, so the uh, the series here against the Angels, it was an interesting one to say the least. The Yanks started off hot, then got cold, and then ended ended on a hot note. Um, so in game one, game one was a very solid win. It was an eight nothing victory. Um, offensively, the Yankees pieced it together. It was a team effort, you know. Uh, I believe six of their eight runs um, came off the bats of five different players. So they have five different players come through with runners in corner position, and those same five players all picked up RBIs because of it, you know? So it was a team effort. Five different guys picked up ribbies. Um, And on the flip side, we saw Luis Severino. God, it was great to see him back out there, man. Oh, man. He is so important, especially with the Domingo Herman news, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But Sevy is so important to this club. You know, they need him right. Not only do they need him back, but they need him right. And when I say right, I mean first half Severino 2018. You know, I mean Severino 2017 regular season. That's what I mean. The ace. They need him in ace fashion. Not half-assed, not on a pitch limit. They need him. If they want to succeed in the postseason, they're going to need Severino. Luis Severino, the guy who could throw seven innings for them of one-run ball, of no-run ball. They're going to need that, all right? And I'm, I'm just I'm just happy to see him back, and I'm I'm encouraged from what I saw um, from him out there. You know, he, won, he won four innings. He was limited to 70 pitches, and that's fine for his first time back out there. I understand that. So he tossed 66 pitches in four innings, which was fairly efficient for a guy returning for the first time in over a year. Um, did not allow a single run, struck out a decent four batters, allowed four base runners, two hits, two walks. But you know, it wasn't really about results, man. I mean, I, I saw I saw Luis Severino out there. He was comfortable. It didn't seem like he was you know rattled or anything. He had a nice rhythm, a really nice rhythm. He was getting back on the mound every time he pitched. He was working quickly, um, hitting his spots. Uh, the breaking ball wasn't his sharpest, but it got we we saw some flashes in there. What really what really impressed me though was his velocity. I mean, it didn't really seem like Sevy lost anything right off the gate. He was right out of the gate. The kid was throwing ninety seven, and as the game went along, we saw a couple ninety eights and ninety nines. But I mean, he barely went below ninety seven, and that right there is huge. You know, if we can get that same guy. Who could throw you heat? You know, he led the league in velocity last season. And that's the guy we want. That flamethrower with a filthy slider when right. So overall, it was not a bad outing for a first time, you know, for his first time back. Great to see him back out there. So the Yanks picked up the 8 nothing win. Sevy did not get the win, though. I forget who got it, but he didn't get the win. Um, But he looked good, man. He looked great. So game two. Oh man, it was a frustrating loss. The Yanks lost three to two. Um, really, it was just a tired game to watch. They did nothing offensively. Those two runs they scored came in the bottom of the third to tie the game at two. They were down two nothing until Judge hit an oppo field homer. 
But right after that, right after that Judge Homer, the Yankees went down for the rest of the game. They went down by being retired 18 of their last 19. <laughs> they went down for <laughs> their last 19 batters. Only one of them got on base, and that was a Brett Gardner single up the middle in the ninth. That was it from, from, from there on. After the Judge Homer, they were retired for 18 of 19. I mean, it was a pathetic offensive performance. And pitching-wise, it was that same ugly shit. Aaron Boone playing the bullpen game, and I'm not excited for that in the in the uh, in the postseason. I'll tell you that. Uh, Sabathia, Herman, and then they went with a bunch of relievers from there. Uh, Sabathia went like two and two thirds. It was his final start at home at, uh, at Yankee Stadium. That was cool. You know, it was nice to see. Lots of folks were hoping he'd go five and clinch the division for them because you know the CC that they know, the CC that we know, is that gritty guy who's going to battle and. Give them that, you know, the big that big game. But I really didn't expect it, man. Listen, the guy's washed up, all right? As much as we want a cool story, it's just not going to happen with him because he's old and he can't, he really can't move out there. <laughs> I mean, that's why people are bunting on him to lead off the game. He can't move. And he's tired after three innings, and it's not going to work out as a starter anymore. So I'm, I'm really glad. I'm, 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 I'm happy that we're not going to see Sabathia on the mound anymore. And that may sound harsh, but I'm trying to win a World Series. I'm not trying to play, you know, uh, farewell here. All right. So I'm happy for Sabathia. The guy's had a fantastic career. Uh, I think he's most definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If you don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, then hand in your fandom because this guy's a Hall of Fame pitcher, no doubt. But it's time to move on, and I'm I'm hoping that the Yankees do the right thing here, and they don't touch Sabathia in the postseason, at least as a starter. Maybe if they want to, you know, throw him out of the pen here and there. But even then, against Houston, against Minnesota, you know, good hitting clubs like that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want him back out there as a starter. That's for sure. And I definitely don't want him out there in high leverage situations where just a simple bunt can make a difference. But yeah, he just won two and two thirds. Herman, you know, followed up with a bunch of innings. Now I, w- I planned on talking about Herman and how I don't want him to have this relieving role and how I want him as a starter in the postseason. But obviously, we can't talk about that anymore because of the uh, the friggin' allegations that came out today, or I don't even know what they are. But apparently, Domingo Herman, um, well, not apparently. It's it's official now that he's not going to be pitching for the Yankees, maybe for the rest of the season, but he's definitely not going to be pitching for them from now and seven days. For the next seven days, that's a guarantee. And, you know, that's not to say he he doesn't get suspended soon, which I'm sure he'll be because other reports have came out and said he was, there was an MLB official who witnessed it, who witnessed Domingo Herman slapping his wife. I mean, Jesus Christ, what is it with these guys? I, I I don't know what to say. Now, obviously, it's it's a bad thing, but if we're talking about it from the Yankees' point of view, just trying to get players and keep players on the on the field, I mean, there goes another one. You know, it's get one back, lose another one. And it's been happening all year. Just happened with Patances. Holy shit, right? Guy comes back, looks outstanding for two batters, striking them both out, does his little strikeout hop, and there goes his Achilles. He's done it. It's incredible how they lose these guys. And it feels like a curse. It really does feel like a friggin' curse. I mean, Mike Talkman gets hurt bending over, right? 
it seems like some invisible invis- invisible spirit just came and like stabbed him in the back of the leg when you were watching that game at Fenway. It was weird as shit. You know, guys get sliding, guys get hurt sliding. It is incredible how soft these guys are. But Tansis gets hurt jumping. But back to my point, I mean, it's get one, lose one, get one, lose one. And that's concerning to me. But we're going to talk about that in just a sec. I do want to get to game three. The Yanks won tonight 9-1. to one. Didn't see the game. Obviously, I told you that I, um, you know, at the wedding rehearsal. But uh, they hit four homers tonight uh, in the order of LeMahieu, uh, Gardner, Mabin, and Frazier. DJ hit one in the second to put the Yanks on top early, 3-0. Gardy hit one later on. Gardy also hit a big double, had three ribbies. Um, and maybe and Frazier went deep in the eighth inning. Uh, Tanaka came through tonight when he needed, just like Tanaka does. He's a he's a big game pitcher, man. And uh, seven innings, one run, four hits. You're going to take that, six Ks. <coughs> Perfect time to get him hot again. He's a guy that's going to step up in October. But, yeah, let's get to that, right? Um, so this rotation, now with Herman out, now with Severino back and Paxton hot, I think, I, I think I've got my, my one, two, three at the least. Um, I definitely want Paxton in my game one. I want Paxton on the mound in game one. Uh, game two, I definitely want Tanaka out there. All right. Game three, since he's just returning and he could be a little rusty. I know he looked good in his first outing. Game three, I would go Severino. Um, see, game four is where I go Herman, but obviously I don't think I could do that anymore. Guy's not going to be out there. There's a great chance we don't have him out there. So it goes, uh, it goes Paxton, it goes Tanaka, it goes Severino, and then who? Do you do that bullpenning shit? I hope they don't. I'm not a big fan of that bullpenning thing, but maybe they do. But what I would do, um, I don't know. Does Hap continue to look decent for the rest of the year? Maybe he gets a spot on the roster? I don't know, man. I don't know. That sucks. And, you know, that that goes right up Brian Cashman's. It goes right in his face because you didn't do shit at the deadline, and now it's kind of biting him in the ass, you know? it's It is. It is. It really wouldn't have hurt to done, and it's not even at the deadline. Maybe I can understand his deadline standstill, but in the off season, I mean, that's where you can really get on him. He didn't do jack shit. Let guys walk for nothing. You know, he he, he took Corbin out for Taco Bell, and that was all. He let Morton walk. Didn't even touch him. He he, you know, other guys out there too. Dallas Keuchel. He didn't touch anybody out there in in the in the off season, and it's blowing up in his face right now. As we're relying on a hot Paxson, you know, who hasn't been great all year, but he's had a great hell of a nine-game stretch. We're relying on a returning Severino who hasn't pitched in over a year. And we're relying on Tanaka who, you know, has had a nice postseason career, but it's been five starts. So it's not really the most guaranteed thing that these Yankee starters keep it up. It's going to be interesting to say the very least, and I'm not sure I can be extremely confident in them, regardless of who they have in that bullpen. Because, like I said, the bullpen has still still has some concerns. I still have concerns with the bullpen. Um, they're very good, but again, they nibble a lot. They don't throw a lot of strikes. Raldis Chapman, Zach Britton, um, Chapman, Britton, and who? Alavino, and I think it's one other. I forget who. I'm, am I forgetting somebody? Chapman. Britain, 
Adovino. I don't know, but those three right there, nibblers. You know, they don't they don't throw a lot of strikes. They walk a lot of people. When you get to the playoffs, you're not going to have teams swinging a junk outside the plate anymore. Houston's not going to chase. They're going to take pitches, and they're going to swing at the pitches that they get, the mistake pitches. Same with Minnesota. So it, it does concern me there. When you're relying so heavily on that pen, mistakes are going to happen, and it could, it, could res, it could result in some pretty unfortunate things for New York. But, you know, that's obviously been a concern all year. We talked about that enough. In terms of the, line, of the lineup, um, obviously we have Giancarlo Stanton back. Like I said, not the biggest Stanton fan. Never was the biggest Stanton fan. Um, but I'm, I'm going to root for the guy. I'm hoping he does well. I'm hoping he makes more contact this time around. I'm hoping he provides the power that he can provide. Um, now the thing with Stanton is right now him in the lineup to me it isn't as risky because you don't have two all or nothing bats with Stanton and Sanchez with Sanchez shelved right now but my problem is in the postseason if Sanchez comes back he's gonna be you know he's gonna take a bit to warm up Stanton might not be fully you know warm yet and it could get ugly there's an ugliness factor there. They could both start striking out a lot, so that does concern me, you know. But overall, you look at the bats as a whole, outside of that, man, they've been the same team all year offensively. And that's been this great hitting, all-around discipline club, discipline club, who knows how to hit for average now. They're not just that home run, strikeout, sack fly, walk team that they were last year. This year, they're home run, sack fly, but also walk, single, double, triple. You know, they can do it all offensively this season. They're not just doing one thing. They're hitting the ball the other way. They're hitting into the gaps, single to right field. They're hitting with runners in scoring position. They're putting the ball in play when they need to do that. And that's been the big difference. That's why they're hitting 270 this year as opposed to hitting under 250 last year. That's why they're hitting almost 300 with runners in scoring position as opposed to hitting just over 250 with Russell's corner position last year. You know, that's why they're striking out 15th or something. Oh, no, not even 15th. I think they're even better than that. I don't know, but that's why they're, you know, middle of the pack in the stri- uh, when it comes to strikeouts, as opposed to being, you know, in the, in the the amongst the league worst. So they have a balance this year, but the concern is definitely there with Stanton and Sanchez, both in the lineup at the same time. Maybe not, you know, you know, you're just worrying about them both being cold. It's it's something to worry about for me. It, you, it can either pay off really, really well, and they'll both hit, you know, 500 footers in the same lineup, or they'll both start striking out left and right. It's something that's very risky, and I don't love risk in the playoffs. But we'll see how that all plays out. Um, but from here, the Yanks just got to continue to do what they've been doing all year and just keep winning. It's not going to be easy. They don't, they don't have much time left to, to take the lead here for home field advantage. I believe the Astros are still up. They didn't play tonight, but Houston and the Yankees are tied statistically when you look at the records. But remember, Houston does have the tiebreaker as they won the season series. So if the season ended tomorrow, Houston would still have home field. The Yankees need that extra game, and I, I can't stress enough how important it is. You can look back to 2017, whatever, but just know it's important to win in the postseason, and to do that, well, obviously it's important to win in the postseason, but it's important to 
play home games in the postseason, especially when you're a team like the Yankees and you have this Bronx crowd by your side. You're playing on your own turf and your home. You're eating your own food. You're 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 sleeping in your own bed. You know, it's important. It's something you can't really measure with statistics. I've never liked how people, the analytical crew, measured home field advantage with statistics and metrics. I don't think that's something you can measure up. I think every year it's different. But in the Yankees' case, man, you're playing in the Bronx. You want to play in the Bronx as opposed to playing in Houston where you didn't win a single game uh, two years ago in October. You want to play in the Bronx, and that's where you're dominant. Seriously, you look at their friggin'. Just look at the way they play. I was going to say look at their record, but I just told you not to look at the statistics. But no, seriously, look, all in all, it's pretty common sense. You want them playing in Yankee Stadium. So they need to go balls out here, finish out the year strong, and hopefully, you know, whatever they end up with, 105, 104, 106 wins, is enough to get them HFA. So that's pretty much all I got for this one. Going to end it early because I got to get to bed, got to get up early and go to this wedding. Um... Guys, thanks so much for watching, uh, for listening, not watching, for listening. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys checking me out on the blog, too. Follow me if you haven't on Twitter, Rob Carbone, handle at NYSportsTalkRC. Same thing on Facebook, same name, same handle. So if you haven't done that, follow me there. And thanks, guys, so much. I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll see you. No, I won't be here tomorrow, obviously. I'll, uh, I'll see you. What's tomorrow anyway? Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, I'll see you Saturday night. I'll see you Saturday night on the blog. All right, guys. Ciao.